0: What type of psilocybin mushroom should I use to microdose? Well, over the couple years I've been doing this, this has been one of the most commonly asked questions. And I'm going to tackle that. I'm going to give you a great answer to that right now. And I'm going to answer many more of your questions that I've been accumulating for a little while. Um, On this episode, we're going to do a lot. So stand by. This is microdose you. Hey there, guys. Welcome back. Dr. Dave, you're attending class at Microdose U. It's officially beginning. Class, The class bell is ringing. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I've got some um, some really great um, questions from you all that have been kind of accumulating, building up for a little while, and I'm going to tackle these today. I'm going to give you my best possible answers, including the first one where um, – uh tamara asks hi dr dave i'm starting to microdose but i'm not sure what type of psilocybin mushroom to buy does it make a difference there's so many varieties thanks for your podcast and i really enjoy listening to it i'm learning so much tamara that's so kind of you i really appreciate that and by the way um that just reminded me um so many of you have recently Given this podcast a really good five star rating on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeart or wherever you're listening and I, and I really do appreciate that. Um, I see everyone that comes in, so when it ticks up from like 150 to 151 or 152 five star ratings, I, I I see it. I smile. And I say to myself, wow, I love you guys. I really do. And then if you take it a step further and give me a review, which I've seen a few over the past couple weeks that I've really been meaning to read and thank you on this show. And I will do that. I've not forgotten you guys. So anybody that's given me an actual review, thank you so much. Yep, I see everyone. And it just it really really makes my smile and, and sharing the love is is so great from you guys so so thanks so much for that but let's answer Tamara's question because again it's not just Tamara's question a lot of people have this question I've started to microdose what type of mushroom should I get there's so many out there there are so mushrooms like like many other living things are divided up into different types of species um, and then within the species there are different strains. So if I can give you like a little bit of example, like everybody, everybody knows COVID. Everybody knows about COVID. It's a virus. It's not a, it's not a fungus. It's not a mushroom, but we're going to give you a little, little um, analogy here. So you all know um, the SARS, what is it? The SARS-2 COVID-19 or what? I I can't remember the exact name of it, but um, as far as I know that, I, I, I don't know whether viruses actually are called species, but that's kind of a classification. So that's a very it's a, it's more of a broad classification. That's a whole it, it encompasses within that SARS COVID. It encompasses many different strains. You know, you've heard of the Omicron and you know the Delta and all, all the different strains. Well, it's still the same species, if I'm using that word correctly, species of virus. But within there. They're different strains, and they act differently. And so the same thing with mushrooms, the same thing with fung- fungi. Um, there are different species, and the species you want to look for is called psilocybe cubensis. Now, you really don't have to know that because that's a general species of the type of magic mushroom. And there are different species of magic mushrooms that that will give psychedelic effects. But the one you want to look for is Psilocybe cubensis. It's kind of like the main species that pe- most people use when they're when they're um, using magic mushrooms. Now, within that species of mushrooms, there are many different strains. Now, the strain I want you to look out for, a couple strains that come to my mind that are the most commonly used for microdosing. And the reason they're commonly used for microdosing is because they, seem to, they tend to be more on the milder side. Like when you're first starting microdosing, you don't want something that's going to hit you hard and make you feel really, really weird. It's going to be super strong. No, you want something that's on the milder side. And these are typically um, the strains called Golden Teachers or uh, B+. Those are the two typical strains, I believe. That when you're going to be microdosing, you're going to want to ask the person uh, that you're getting these, that's growing or that's getting your, these mushrooms from. What type of mushroom are they? What's what's the strain? I'll just, and make sure they're psilocybe cubensis. Then say what what strain is it? And if they say golden teachers or B plus, then I think you're 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 golden. No pun intended there. You're 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 good to go. Now there are a lot of other um, strains there, like uh, you know. Um, penis envy albino penis envy whenever you hear like a penis or an albino in the strain um, that's going to mean typically they're a lot stronger now many people do get results i know i know some people that it started with um penis envy or albino penis envy um and they're they're doing well with that but typically i recommend starting mild so that would be golden teachers b plus Talk to the person that you're getting these from, and um, and make sure that that's what you're getting. I think that would be a good start. Whether you're you know just starting out or whether you're be, you've been microdosing and you're just not sure. So Tamara, I hope that helps you, and I hope that helps so many people that have asked this question over the last couple of years. Actually, okay, let's get to the next question, um, Maria. Asks, by any chance, would you happen to know whether physicals include psilocybin in their drug tests? I'm looking for a new job and I want to be careful with microdosing or taking heroic doses while I'm job hunting. Thanks, Dr. Dave. Well, Maria, I'm going to answer that question as best as I can because I can't tell you with 100% certainty because it just depends on what type of drug test they order. Um, you know, they could be ordering a test that, that only looks for opioids or cocaine or, or cannabis. Um, I will tell you this, typically, typically they are not looking for psychedelics. Now, that doesn't mean they can't, but I would say you're over a 98% chance that they're not looking for psychedelics such as um, mushrooms or or, uh, LSD or or something like that. Um, So, but be careful, Um, but typically they, they do not. They do not look for those. And, and good luck on your job hunt. I hope you get the job of your dreams. That's one of the greatest things when we can be doing what we want to do every single day, going into work every day and really enjoying our work instead of just working for the money and hating what we do. That, that's a recipe for disaster. Maybe yeah, we touch on that on another episode sometime when we get more into like philosophical lifestyle things. I'm happy to answer any questions for you guys. Um, so let's see. John... John asks, do people usually fall asleep for a microdose? I seem to fall asleep every time, but I do feel better in the morning. It's working for depression and anxiety. So, John, number one, congratulations. If it's working for you, what I I, I usually tell people, if something's working, don't mess with it. Don't mess with the formula. However, you kind of do imply that it makes you sleepy. Now, I don't know whether... Uh, that means you're sleepy at work or I'm not sure, you're not clear on what time during the day you're taking these, but I'm going to assume if it's making you sleepy, I'm going to assume you're taking these during the day, you're dosing during the day and it's making you sleepy during the day and then you sleep well at night. Well, if that is the case, um, just go ahead and um, if, if they tend to make you sleepy, take them a little bit before bedtime, a few hours before bedtime. Now, Many people report they energize them. So people, try, most people, stay away from using magic mushrooms before bed because they, they're it, it, it kind of energizes them and does the opposite effect that it's taking that it's doing for you. But but like I've always said on my shows, you know, everybody's different, and one person taking the same dose of mushrooms could feel sleepy, whereas another one could feel really energized and ready to get on with their day so you just have to experiment different times of the day different doses but congratulations that it's working for your depression and anxiety cause that's that's the most important thing so you've got most of the battle licked. now just tweak when you take it during the day so you don't feel that you know fatigue during the day because that, that's not a good thing actually right <laughs> okay Wes asks, he says, after quitting alcohol, which was one of my intentions with microdosing, I've actually quit microdosing. So here's my question. Should I start microdosing again? Well, Wes, um, first of all, again, congratulations. The microdosing has helped you reach your goal of quitting alcohol. So that's wonderful. It's done its job. So you don't have to. However, and I'm going to be doing a um, an episode really soon. It might be within the next uh, next episode or two I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be sharing all the things that microdosing has helped me with in my two plus years of microdosing. So Wes, it, it depends really what your intentions are, or what your intent is, like what what do you have in your life that you want to see improved, um, if you have things that you think microdosing could help you with, then I would say, yeah. And and it's not just mental health issues. I've got a lot of people that I know, including myself, that one of the reasons we've used magic mushrooms over time is because it, we want it to help us in our daily lives, such as more creativity, maybe a little more energy, um, being kinder to people, seeing things on a deeper level than we have in the past. Um, I'll go through a lot of these things. That it's helped. They've helped me with over over the couple of years, and so that might help you, Wes, make your decision of whether you want to continue. But there's no. I don't. I don't really see any downside. Um, it's a natural plant medicine. It's not a dangerous plant medicine. It's not addictive. So every once in a while, if you want to throw a little microdose in there to help with your life and um, things that you want to see yourself accomplish, um, I'd say go at it. Do it. Do it. Okay. Margot asks, why does microdosing, even 25 milligrams, give me the chills? I stopped microdosing because it feels so unpleasant every time. Physical chills, and then I also get tremors, which I think is my body shaking off trauma. And I get kind of spacey, even at 25 milligrams. Well, um, Margot. so first of all, 25 milligrams is tiny. It's on the spectrum of a microdose, it's like extremely low. In the old days, I I, used, I would doubt somebody. I would say, well, you know, that's, there's no way you could feel this at 25 milligrams. That's such a low dose. I think you're imagining it. But like I've said, I've come to realize everybody's different. And I don't think you're imagining it. I, I believe you are getting these chills from microdosing. So my first thought, and it goes back to the very first question that was asked here, um, what strain are you using? Make sure you're using a mild strain, Golden Teachers, B+, because I think with these mild strains, I think experiencing something like chills would be would be really unlikely. So again, go to your source and find out what strain you're dosing. That's really important. And so if you are already using a a B plus or a Golden Teachers in the psilocybe cubensis species, um, look. I mean, I, I would recommend going down in dosage. So if you're doing 25 milligrams now, go maybe half that, go to 12 and a half. Now, again, that's really tiny, just to let you all know. And, and you should know the metric system pretty well with this if you're going to be dosing because 25 milligrams is 0. 0.025 grams. Think about that, 0. 0.025, whereas somebody taking a recreational dose is taking somewhere in the range, to just you know in in the range of 2 to 5 plus grams 2 2 would be like the low end of a recreation maybe let's even say 1 let's even say 1 gram um so you're taking 0. .02 it's tiny but yeah i guess if you're feeling the chills we got to do something about it so let's go let's go make sure you check your strain and make let's if you're using strain that i recommend already golden teachers then go down in dosage hope that helps margo report back to me and let, let me know follow and let me know if that does if that does help you melissa asks um my, what are my thoughts on smoking weed while microdosing well i've i've said for a while i think there's a really good um relationship between cannabis and magic mushrooms since I've been using magic mushrooms, micro, mainly microdosing, mainly, um, my relationship with cannabis has totally changed. It actually feels different. It feels, I'd say, more more like a psychedelic. Now I don't really smoke much. I, I, I just don't like to inhale things into my lungs. I'm sorry. I just, I just, my lungs are really precious to me. Um, but I do use edibles sometimes. And using an edible, number one, they say it's, it is stronger and, and last lasts longer and, and a little bit more intense than smoking but if it, it, it's it's a different feel for me now and i, I like it i like it more so i've read even on our um on, on, our, on our facebook group and in in our um messenger that you know the, the special the special group that people have in messenger that in our in our facebook group um I've read some people say that no, they they do not go well together. But I'm going to disagree. I'm going to be respectfully disagree with that. They 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 do go together very well. Again, everybody's different. Experiment with how you do it. If you do it together, or if you you do it, um, you know, a little bit, few hours apart, or days apart. But you're gonna you're gonna find if you're like me, you're gonna find um, a very very good, um, healthy, um, beneficial relationship between um, the cannabis and. Magic Mushrooms. Melissa, I hope that helps you there. Um, Chance asks, maybe you can give us an update to all the countries, states, and counties and cities that have decriminalized psilocybin and or which ones are working on getting it done. Um, well, I know right here in my home state of Utah, believe it or not, they're, they're working on it. I can tell you they're working on it. Um, but chances, it's a great question. And as I said to you earlier, that's going to take a little bit of research on my end, but that could be a great episode. If I can research that and give you all that information in one episode, and it will be dynamic, it will be changing. Um, all the time, as more jurisdictions um, decriminalize and, and legalize, but but that would be a great start. So, Chance, thanks for that. That's going to get me going. That's going to get my research um, my, my 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 research uh, started on that. Um, Stacy says, "I have a question. My daughter wants to start microdosing. She's epileptic and takes lamotrigine, aprazil." lisinopril for blood pressure, valium for anxiety, metformin for diabetes, uh, gabapentin. uh, There's a whole list of of medications that she's taking. And sorry about any of my pronunciations there. I read that fast. Um, Is it safe for her? I read that psilocybin can increase blood pressure and increase heart problems, the chance of having heart problems. Um, is big Pharma trying to scare us, or is this a real concern? Um, first, first of all, i'm I'm not of the opinion that Big Pharma is trying to scare us about anything. I mean, maybe they're not as interested right now um, as far as psilocybin. Um, but I think they' I think they are going to be working on it, and I think i, I, I don't I, I don't subscribe to the feeling that Big Pharma is just trying to scare us about everything. i, I, I don't know. maybe somebody could could, uh, could give their their opinion, but I, I just i'm I'm not a big fan of that of that theory. Having said that, um, Stacey, uh, your, your, your daughter, and I'm sorry she's epileptic and taking all these medications. I, I, I don't really want to give medical advice here. As I, said, I say it on almost every episode. This is not medical advice. So I'd be very careful. I would do my research. Um, as far as your question about does it increase blood pressure and does it increase your chance of having a heart problem? I am not so sure. I'll tell you my personal anecdotal experience. Uh, my blood pressure has been really good since starting microdosing over two years ago. Um, I once did have a problem, more of a problem with um, a little bit of a higher blood pressure. Um, I take a, a small dose of a diuretic now. That's all I take as far as for my blood pressure. And um, I, have, I have, if anything, I would say that microdosing has helped that. Um, helped my blood pressure be stable and, and low and normal. Um, heart. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, I've read all kinds of things about the, uh, it, the, um, psilocybin can, can, um, eventually cause damage to your, I think to your heart valves or something. Um, I'm not sure. I, I get, I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows for sure. I've not read any studies that say absolutely. Yes, it will. I, I just don't know. So, um, Stacy as much as I as much as I hate to be vague Um, your daughter's case is a little more complex than I really care to uh, speculate and say, oh yeah, I I mean, I could easily say, oh yeah, magic mushrooms would be totally fine for her, but I just don't know her medical situation and I don't know her and I don't know what she's going through. And uh, so I'm I'm gonna leave that up to you to experiment. Um, I, I will say this, if you start off, if you do decide to have her microdose, start off on just a very, very low dose very low and make sure it's golden teachers or B plus very low and see how she responds. Um, and then, and then take it from there and use your own judgment. I hope that helps. And I am really sorry that I can't be a little bit more, um, definitive on that, Stacy, Jordan says, hi, I'm taking 10 milligrams of Lexapro, but I'm exploring microdosing as an alternative. One side effect I have from Lexapro is teeth clenching and jaw tightness. Have you heard of this with SSRI use? And if you switch to microdosing, did it improve? Hey, Jay Jordan, it's a great question. And I can identify with you in many ways on this one because I am a retired dentist. So I have studied and practiced and done a lot with jaw clenching, grinding, um, bruxism, which is the, the more scientific word for, for that exact exact uh, situation. Um, and also I've, I was on Lexapro and I weaned off of Lexapro by using the magic mushrooms microdosing. So, okay. Number one. Yes. I do believe that you can wean off of Lexapro if you're microdosing magic mushrooms, if the microdosing is working. In other words, once you started microdosing and you're on the 10 milligrams of Lexapro, do you feel even better? Do you feel that? Do you feel something you've never felt before just from using the Lexapro? And if so, if you're feeling better, I would recommend weaning off of the Lexapro over a period of time. Don't do it quickly. And I've got an uh, episode that I think I talked about this in more detail, exactly how I did it. So look back and, and see. But uh, the most important thing is... Do not, most people that try to wean off do it way too quickly. And I would err on the side of going really, really, really slow and go from 10, go to five and stay on five for a while and see how you feel. And then if that's great over a period of time, go to two and a half and then you're gonna have to break tablets because they don't come in those small doses. You have to break them, but that's okay. And then ultimately, if you're on two and a half for, for a while, you're feeling really good still then that's time to say okay i'll take two and a half every other day or and then and start to really wean till you get down to zero so your other question is am i familiar with ssris causing teeth clenching jaw tightness grinding teeth you know i wasn't even in my dental practice i was not um, aware of that really and even from my personal experience until I just started doing a little bit of research, and it seems to be a thing. It seems, yes, it seems that some people that are using SSRIs experience jaw clenching and jaw tightness and jaw uh, uh, grinding. So, if that's the case, it's another reason that it would be a good idea to try to wean off and and use the magic mushrooms, the microdosing of the magic mushrooms in, in place of the SSRI. Um, I personally did not have that experience when using my SSRI. And I certainly do not have that experience when I'm using microdosing magic mushrooms. So, um, let me know how that goes. It's, it's a, it's a really good one, Jordan. And I'd love to know um, a little bit more if the, uh, once the magic mushrooms take over more than your SSRIs, if your jaw clenching is, is, um, Diminished, and, and I will tell you this: while you are clenching, and while you're, if you're grinding, chances are if you're clenching, you're also grinding. Um, look into getting a night guard made by your dentist. Night guards will protect your teeth, your gums, your jaw structures if you are clenching and grinding. Now, I like to think of night guards as as more temporary because you got to get to the root of the problem. Why are you clenching? Why are you grinding? A lot of times, it's due to anxiety. And if your SSRI and or microdosing is helping with your anxiety, then your jaw clenching should go down to zero or as close to zero as possible. I mean, probably everybody clenches a little bit here and there, but our, our goal is to get it down to as, as, as little as possible because, yeah, clenching and grinding your, your teeth and jaw can cause bigger problems in the future as far as uh, breaking teeth, wearing teeth down, um, um, jaw problems, uh, TMJ problems. Um, And believe it or not, since they work on the um, periodontal ligaments of the teeth, they can cause gum problems as well. So everything's connected. Um, Grinding and clenching is is really, really dangerous. So let's make sure we get that in check and have your dentist check it as well. Um, So those are great questions. I want to thank everybody for sending questions in. I've got a few more that um, this episode is getting a little bit longer than I usually go. So I've got a few more that I'm going to be um, entertaining on the next episode, or, or if it's not the next one, a, a, a episode coming up very, very shortly. So stay tuned, stand by. I'll answer as many of them as I can. If I didn't get to yours, I will get to them. And also, um, if you have questions and uh, you haven't written in yet, uh, you can either ask them online on, in our Facebook. Facebook group, which is simply called Microdose U, or you can email me questions, and my email address is rundoctordave at gmail.com. And that's R-U-N-D-R-D-A-V-E, rundoctordave at gmail.com. Hey, guys, I, I I really enjoyed doing this. I really enjoyed answering your questions in this classroom today. Um I, I, I enjoy not only giving my opinion about things, but when you guys have questions, I really like helping you all out. So yeah, questions are always welcome. Um, love you. You really have given me a lot of energy lately. And, and when you do that, I'm able to give you twice as much or three times or four times as much energy back right at you. So keep the energy going. Um, it really means a lot to me. And I hope I'm giving you really good information that, you, that you're looking for as well. Okay, class is over. Ding, ding, ding. There's the bell. I will see you next time. This is Microdose U. I love you. I'm Dr. Dave.